Welcome to Made in Mari, the podcast that focuses on the successes and struggles of local businesses. Let's get started. Welcome to part two of the Claire Doughty interview. If you missed part one, you might want to go back and check that. Otherwise, we continue. Please enjoy. What advice would you give to people interested in getting into your line of work? And this, this question is going out to, say, younger people who maybe don't know which way to go in the future or maybe don't even know that this exists as an option. Yeah, I don't, do you know what? That's a really good question. And it's not something, if I'm honest, that I think I can answer in terms of what qualifications they need or, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that there's university courses now in, you know, marketing. Well, of course there will be. I didn't go down that Should route. Be. You know, I started as a journalist. Never did I imagine I'd be running my own business in the north of Scotland um, and doing yeah. what I do now. You know, that that was never on the radar. Um, I I think if I can draw on my own experience and this this I'm not trying to skirt around the question because um, I genuinely don't know because I don't know mm-hmm. what's out there. Um, but the thing that worked for me in terms of my journalism is actually getting the work experience. So I didn't really enjoy school. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate school. I just I don't I don't I'm not one of these people that goes oh, I'd love to go back to school I really don't <laughs> I didn't hate it I wasn't bullied yeah. it was just something that actually mm. I had to do because mm. you do by law have to go to school or be homeschooled uh yeah well there has to be some <laughs> form of education yeah, that's okay. the point probably you know I'm talking back in the olden days when probably <laughs> people yeah. didn't homeschool let me go back to my point sorry I'm digressing nope, I didn't enjoy school I wasn't good at doing exams you know, I, I could talk to you about what what was needed to be written or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wasn't terribly good at interpreting questions and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I flunked my exams, my A-levels, and we did A-levels in England. And um, I, I really didn't do very well at all. However, I still got into university to do exactly the course I wanted to do. And the reason is, is that I had submitted a portfolio of all of the articles I had written for my local paper. Mm. And because I'd shown a passion for what I wanted to do, and because I had the experience already, I'd also gone and done a shorthand writing course at college as well. That brought the Asia demographic, you know, I was only 15, I think, when I did that. Because I had those tick, 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 ticks, I still got into the course I wanted to do. So I think my advice would be to anybody, you know, my world now it's highly competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's marketing degrees, there's media, this, there's online courses for this, that, and the other. I think get an experience and you back. you know, come to companies like me, you know, I can't, can't afford to pay anybody. However, I am more than happy to share my experiences to, you know, help somebody on that ladder mm-hmm. and, and get the experience so that when they do go to university or they do apply for that job or they do go to college or yep. they do get that apprenticeship, yep. that they've got that under their belt. You know, I'm, I'm very passionate about young people experiencing work in whatever, you know, even if it's not in the field that they want to end up in. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that young people experience work. You know, my boys at the moment, they're too young, obviously, to have formal work, but they have got jobs. You know, 
They've got tasks that they have to do. They've got responsibilities. And that's not me being mean. That's me trying to get them to understand that actually to get through life, there are some things that you have to do, you don't want to do, but you have to do. You like doing. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. try and make them do anything they don't want to do. But ultimately, I'm trying to teach them responsibility. Um, But actually, I think work experience for me is, if, if somebody came to me and they had, you know, the best grades in the world and no experience and then I was given another bit of paper with mediocre grades but experience I'm more likely to pick the person that's gone out and had the gumption and the the confidence to actually go and experience what it is they're going to end up doing does that make sense oh absolutely especially from the perspective that hiring is guessing yeah yeah, you really don't know what a person is going to be able to produce in the future. No. You're you're looking at the past more when you look at a resume. So you hope you hope that that shows some kind of trajectory. But I think there's <coughs> more than just passing exams. There's how motivated you are, how inspiring you are, just Definitely. how nice you are as a person. Definitely. Because somebody can have the best grades in the world, but you don't want to sit next to them Yeah. for some reason. No, I think, I think that that's a really valid point. And I mean, that's also the reason I don't employ anybody. I'm scared mm-hmm. to employ anybody, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I yeah. could expand my business, actually, much more quickly if I took somebody on you know and I'm saying I can't afford to pay anybody actually I could because I could take on more business Mm -hmm. but I don't want to I'm scared you know that is one of my fears is employing somebody also I don't know if I'd be terribly great to work with I'm quite Mm -hmm. a control freak you know I've realized that this week actually with the wee man being in the house how much I need silence to work you know I'm not good with background noise and things like that um but actually what I think in my job as well you know yes you can teach how to write a Facebook post and a Twitter and a press release a twitter a tweet and a press you can teach all that but again i think it comes down to personality and the ideas and the energy and i do think if you're not a bit quirky and willing Mm -hmm. to push those boundaries you know sitting in a classroom sitting in a university lecture hall you can't really teach that i don't think that's just my opinion Mm -hmm. just like journalism i went to you know i had to go to university to do a degree in journalism because I don't know what it's like now, but newsrooms back 20 years ago when I left university, they asked for a degree in journalism or equivalent. Mm-hmm. Yep. I went to university for three years. I got into that newsroom in my first proper paid job. I'd been in newsrooms, but it was more features that I was doing at the time and like theatre reviews and things like that. So I got into the proper, proper, you know, news newsroom mm-hmm. and I didn't have a Scooby. I had great <laughs> shorthand. But actually, you know, going out and knocking on somebody's door and, you know, asking them to tell you their deepest, darkest secrets. There is a Mm. skill to that. There's a skill to to knowing how to ask the questions and Mm -hmm. things like that. And interestingly enough, my journalism degree didn't cover that. We weren't we never sat in a room and did interview skills. We did sit in a room and learn about law, which was important, which is important. But I don't. I don't remember ever sitting and actually learning the skills that actually what made me a good journalist, you know, mm-hmm. that's all come from me and then learning on the job. And it yep. irritates me now that young people 
I'm assuming it's the same in in the industry. I don't know, but it irritates me now that young people are kind of being told they have to go to university to get that job. Mm-hmm. When actually you could learn it in the, I could have cut out three years of uni. I'm not saying yeah. I want to, I had a great time at uni, mm-hmm. but it didn't actually make me a good journalist. What made me a good journalist was working with other journalists and seeing how they do it and yeah. learning from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge, huge advocate for apprenticeships as well. You know, 100%. I think probably I'm one of the few parents that's thinking, I hope my boy's doing an apprenticeship. I hope my boy's doing an apprenticeship. Clearly, if they want to go to university, we'll support them. But I don't think that apprenticeships have got the same stigma that they had when I was at school. You know, if you did an apprenticeship when I was at school, you were like the dunce. You know, you were the stupid person. Clearly, and rightly so, that has changed. And Mm. I am so glad that it is changing because I would love, you know, if I could go into work when I was 16, 17 years old, learn on the job, and get paid and end up with a qualification at the end of it. Wow. Yep. You know, and also I think from the workforce's point of view or the the employer's point of view, you can shape and mold that person to what you need them to be. I don't mean that in a a horrible way, (laughs) but you know, you're teaching them as well. This is, you know, this is the ethos of our company. This is what we expect from our employees and all that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of the apprenticeship. (laughs) Oh, I totally agree. And uh, if I think back to my time at school, there were a lot of people around about me who failed miserably at school and they're doing far better than me at the moment. So (laughs) um, I don't think there's much correlation between success within exams and success within life. There can can be a correlation, but there's no rules. No. It can be whatever you want it to be. You just have to put in the time and effort and energy in the right direction. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing with young people today is I feel, I, I mean, again, mine are still little, but there's, I feel there's so much pressure on young people. What, what do you want to be? What mm-hmm. do you want to do? Well, does yeah. it matter that much? Actually pick something that makes you happy and mm-hmm. then figure it out. You know, my dad, he jokes, my dad's, how old is dad? I'm 39. So dad is 68. Mm-hmm. He still jokes that he doesn't know what he wants to do. You know, and it is a joke, but actually, you know, if you pick something and you don't like it, change it. Yeah. Resign, you know, find yeah. something else. Life's too short to be stuck in something that you don't want to do. Um, and I, I, I may be making that sound simpler than it is. I know, you know, we've all got bills to pay and things like that. But I think young people just pick something that makes you happy. You know, and mm-hmm. if and if that's, I remember, you know, people saying, oh, you, you know, oh, what's he going to do with that qualification? You know, some history degree or you know, mm-hmm. the, but actually, just do what makes you happy, and the rest will follow. I'm a true believer in that. The rest mm-hmm. will follow. Yeah, and nobody wants to spend their time around people who are unhappy. No. So if you do what fulfills you and makes you feel satisfied you will be surrounded by a good group of people yeah absolutely and that makes a big difference what could the community do more to support the kind of work that you're involved in Ooh, is that a curveball yeah just throw you a strange question yeah i don't know what to say about that what could the community do more to so what i'm doing here is i'm I'm flipping the last point Mm -hmm. yeah which is you know what did my last question was what would you what advice would you give yeah to to people so how to channel people into that kind of career or that kind of area Mm -hmm. here we're sort of looking at the reverse 
yeah, we're looking at um, not looking at the fact that you have a business that provides a service to the community, but thinking about how the community can also service the businesses. What is it that the business needs from the community or the people within the community, maybe to understand or maybe something that would be helpful? Are you talking about me as Claire Dighty Publicity or generally the community engaging with business? Community engaging with business. Ultimately, that would, that would be what I would say. Engage yeah. with the local businesses, use yeah. them or lose them. Um, yeah. You know, again, I'm obviously going to think about my customers, but, you know, go visit the tower, go visit the toll booth, mm -hmm. pop into Mackenzie and Crookshank for a yeah. cup of coffee or just for a wander around. You don't even have to buy anything. Yeah. You know, engage with these businesses and organizations because they're what also are bringing people visitors mm -hmm. into the area yep. and if the local people don't sustain that through the you know the shoulder seasons mm -hmm. as i think they're referred to these businesses won't necessarily mm -hmm. you know, or organizations you know won't necessarily be able to keep going yeah. so engage you know engage use them um the businesses are also the people taking the risk as well they're the yeah. people putting themselves out there and giving great opportunities the reason why you can buy wonderful christmas decorations is because somebody has spent 30 to 40 years grinding away building out a business yeah absolutely and i think if i may for, you know forest live party at grants is a really good example of somebody taking a risk you know mm -hmm. that has been funded by one individual businessman mm -hmm. who wants to put on event put on an event mm -hmm. in grant park because he knows it's a fantastic venue mm -hmm. Actually, the buck lays with him. If it doesn't work, which yeah. it will, <laughs> but if it doesn't, the yeah. buck lies with him. And I really admire that person for putting himself out there mm -hmm. and taking a risk. Because, you know, events are a risk in themselves anyway. You know, the weather is the biggest risk when you're running an event. Oh my God, yes. Although we have a beautiful, big, like, circus teepee. So even mm -hmm. if it rains, it, you know, but th that is the biggest risk. And I, you know, I admire anybody because running your own business, whatever it be, whether it's a massive organization or, you know, a small organi organization like mine, the buck falls with me. The buck stops at the director or the managing director, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it is a risk putting yourself out there. I, you know, I fell into being doing what I do. You know, it didn't I didn't wake up one day and said, I'm going to launch a publicity <laughs> business. It, it kind of happened, as we said, kind of organically. Mm -hmm. But I was scared taking that risk. You know, at mm -hmm. the time I was actually fostering um, mm -hmm. and, and I was paid well for looking after these lovely um, young children. Mm -hmm. But there was a risk there in choosing to stop doing that mm -hmm. and then setting up, you know, my business, the publicity business, because mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was going to work. I still, do, you know, I still, yep. I know, I'm comfortable with where the business is, but it only takes one thing to stop working or me to fall ill or mm -hmm. you know something yep. go wrong that that can be the difference between it continuing to be successful mm -hmm. and not and I admire anybody who takes the risk and goes into business for themselves because I also know the stresses that, yeah. that it brings with mm -hmm. it so yeah so you, back to the question you know community use the businesses support yep. them you know get out there and mm -hmm. go to the events that are being put on pop into the shops you know do, you know do what you can actually do you know what i love it that's circulating on facebook at the moment and it always does at this time of year and it's it's that there's a facebook feed which comes in 
and it basically says you don't need to spend money to support you know the small local business mm-hmm. like comment on their post yeah. share uh, a post yep. you know that can you yep. know that can actually really help a small local business you know you don't even have to spend any money absolutely um i've been going through that with a couple of businesses recently where i've been talking about the six degrees of separation theory yeah yeah which is you're much closer to everybody than you really think mm-hmm. you are and if you can get six people you know to share something on a social media thread and get them to convince each six people that yeah. that they know and maybe six is too high a number so just pick three the reach of the information yeah. is is immense it really is yeah uh, yeah absolutely um I was just going to give an example, but it's actually, it's a bad example <laughs> of something that happened. It wasn't a good story. And it was one of these, it was one of these firefighting days that I had where mm-hmm. I had to support a business when something went slightly awry. And I was there <laughs> the next day speaking to a marketing person, mm-hmm. one of my network who lives yep. down in England. Mm-hmm. She says, Claire, how was your weekend? And I said, actually, do you know what? I've been left slightly traumatized by my weekend because <laughs> I have literally been firefighting social media yeah. nonsense. And then mm. w- then I started telling her about the one in- one of the incidents and she went, oh, I heard about that. Oh, my goodness. Oh my and goodness. that, you know, that was staggering. She's down mm-hmm. in it. She is from yep. here, but yep. she now lives in England. Mm-hmm. And basically the thing that unraveled on social media unraveled because somebody who she knew happened Mm -hmm. to know somebody who knew somebody who had been at the thing that didn't go quite so well. And she'd heard Mm. about it down in the South of England. And that to me was just a really good example of actually (laughs) bigging myself up here, but why it was so important that I dealt with that incident so quickly as well, because we got it off and Mm -hmm. it was fine and it stopped and I'm talking about it now, which I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> but you know no, that. It's fine, it's fine. But, you know that's a, that's a not a bad example. It's a good example, but it's not a positive example. Yeah. But it does show you actually how quickly things can move on, and if yeah. we can use that in a positive way, mm. as we've just said, think how much better things would be locally. Oh, absolutely! And through social media, we do have this almost instant reach. We forget that you can post something right here right now and it can be seen by somebody on the other side of the planet almost instantly and that blows my mind constantly yeah no absolutely well that blows my mind when i'm trying to target people in australia mm-hmm. and then i have to remember that there is quite a significant time difference and my yep. scheduling i have to get like yep. have to schedule things very differently to make sure that because yep. there's no point me scheduling something at five mm-hmm. o'clock in the evening for yep. people in australia Yep. I have to make sure I do the time difference thing and yeah. that hurts my head because I'm not very good with numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the other side of that is that if we are that close to that many people, if we have a problem and we can't find a solution ourselves, then there's nothing wrong with putting out the question because who knows who's got the answer. Yes. There's somebody somewhere out there who's got at least a little bit of an idea about how we can solve a certain problem or find a certain solution. Yeah, definitely. So if we share more, we can actually get more feedback that we can work with, especially if we've got problems. I don't think people should be afraid to share problems because the only way to find a solution is to talk about the problem. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, do it. Do it. Get, <laughs> get it out there. Yeah, get it out there. Get involved. 
changing the pace a little bit because we've been through a lot of questions today. Um, something fun. <laughs> what book would you recommend to oh. people to read? It can be something that's uh, interested you personally or it can be something for business Maybe something you've done with your kids. I don't. Do you know what? I don't read any business books because I they mm-hmm. scare me. I probably yeah. should read business books. You should read mine. I will read yours. <laughs> I sh- uh, I've read this really great business book <laughs> by this gentleman who lives in Lossiemouth. <laughs> no, no, you don't need to. Do I do, that. no. I do. I find things like that. You know, <laughs> I find things like that quite overwhelming because I'm almost afraid to read something and go. Oh, do you know what, Claire? You've been doing this wrong for the last mm-hmm. five, six years. Yeah. So no, business books are a no for me. I don't read self help books. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most brilliant books that I read recently, and I can't even remember the title. I can't remember the title. I just don't. I'm not going to say it in the right way why french children don't throw food something like that okay and it's basically the differences between french children and british mm-hmm. children <laughs> <laughs> and the reason i read this book it was actually it was when chris evans was doing radio 2 and he was talking about it mm-hmm. and i wanted to read it. i love i love the french i love mm-hmm. their culture um mm-hmm. that's where we holiday yeah. and i've got a beautiful friend caroline who's french and she has two beautiful children who are much younger than my children and mm-hmm. they have absolutely impeccable table manners and my children who have you know we sit down and we have family meals and we always have you know yes we have pizza on a friday night in front of the tv and stuff like that but generally we sit at the table with a home-cooked meal mm-hmm. and yet my children's table manners drive me insane (laughs) and I don't know what I'm doing wrong as a parent and ultimately it sounds like I'm not doing anything wrong it's just that they're British (laughs) and the French children it's almost like it's part of their very being that Mm -hmm. these children can sit Mm -hmm. at two and four years old beautifully mm-hmm. at the table and they don't throw food and they don't pick their nose and they use their cutlery properly mm. and they they pass the salt they don't like hurtle it down the table like you might in a in a western saloon which is what yep. my children love doing and so yeah so get that book because it's yeah. it's fun and it's yep. a nice easy read yeah and there's also a difference between doing what you want to do and sitting all nice and politely you know doing conforming to society not being able to do the very things that you want to do yes well Well, yes absolutely what i'm trying to teach adam and tom at the moment is that Mm -hmm. it's fine to be that it's context yeah and i'm trying to teach them that it's fine sometimes to you know fart at the table (laughs) or burp and have a bit of a giggle about it and you know suck our spaghetti through our mouths like you know we're in lady and the tramp and things like that that's okay when we're in the house it's not okay when we're in a restaurant Mm -hmm. and it's i'm trying Mm -hmm. to teach them context and that what we do as a family is great and i don't want to take the fun out of you know my boy's awful toilet humor because they crack me up every day but at the same time that's not okay when we're at you know Mm -hmm. such and such his house or in a restaurant (laughs) yep yep um certain words are okay at home that maybe shouldn't be used other places yeah Yeah. absolutely absolutely wow i've got can i say this story i don't know yes you i don't know it it, it it, uses a sweary word though well if it ends up inappropriate 
I'll we'll just, take it I'll out. Just take it out. So, so it's okay. When my when my eldest boy was probably about two, no, maybe a bit younger, yeah. when he said the word shark, shark, yeah, it actually sounded like the word something else. You can spell it, F U C K. Okay. So I thought this was hilarious. So I spent time on my phone getting him to say how did, things. Wait, how did shark? I don't know. It, that's just like, that's just how he said it. Because I would, I we were reading a book. I think it was. Smiley Shark. <laughs> That's what we were reading. And I was like, point, I was like, you know, because he couldn't read obviously at the time because he was too right. little. So yep. I'm obviously, you know, where's the shark? You know, point to the shark. And he went and pointed to it and said, F U C K. <laughs> and I just thought this was hilarious. So I then got my phone out mm. and I got him to say things like, Sharking hell <laughs> and shark me. <laughs> Which I just, you know, I was literally, you know, side splitting, laughing away. He didn't really know what was funny because he just thought he, mummy was making him say really strange things with the word shark. <laughs> However, this backfired because I didn't share this with to, anybody else. You, you have to have kids to understand this. <laughs> if you don't have kids, you're like, these people are crazy. But yeah, it does sound a bit it. mental. So... I didn't really share this with anybody else. I think mm -hmm. I told my husband when he got in from work and we're all giggling yeah. and listening to the recording. Mm -hmm. Anyway, fast forward to Friday, it would have been. And Adam went to his granny's and she mm -hmm. took him to a nice, one of these soft play things. And as Adam was walking around at the top of, the vo top of his voice, he said something along the lines of, Sharking hell, granny! <laughs> and she came home, understandably, quite flustered and took mm. me aside and she's like we've got to speak about adam's language and the pe mm. you know very slowly the penny started to drop and yeah. my horrified yeah. look and i was like no <laughs> he wasn't saying that this is and i had to go and get the book and explain yeah. and mm. da -da. so mm. probably not my finest parenting moment in yeah. making him say those things yeah. but one of the funniest and it'll be rolled out at his you know 18th birthday i've yeah. still got the recordings actually as well <laughs> <laughs> file, file them so, away file them away yeah absolutely he didn't know what he was saying he didn't, as yeah. I say he didn't understand and kids do that right they they explore the world they're not quite sure of certain things no. and they they make the faux pas here and there and yeah that's oh my goodness oh thank you thank you for sharing that it's, you've brightened my day no. I just do you know what though we're talking about mm. sharing things and if you yeah. don't know something or if you you mm -hmm. know you're anxious about something yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what? I say these things because these are all, I wouldn't say they're parenting fails, but they are yeah. parenting realities and they yeah. are things that have happened. I am not, you know, I I am in my children's eyes, the world's best mum because they tell yeah. me that, but I'm really mm. not. I'm just mm. battling on like every other mother or father out there. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I'm just making it up. I'm winging it. Yeah. And we you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's why i like to share these things because i th hopefully you know there may mm -hmm. be somebody out there thinking oh i'm not doing a great job today but you know mm -hmm. what i feel like that too i've had fails i've had successes yeah that's that's what do you know what? i try and tell my little boy my my youngest one he um he needs help with his confidence really mm -hmm. does need some help with that and it's getting better and it's and he really doesn't like to fail at something. Uh -huh. he, you know, this is a big oh, thing for him. You know, a lot of kids have that. A lot yeah. Of kids. yeah, and it's again, I don't know the exact phrase, but I try and explain to him that in order to appreciate the highs and the mm -hmm. happy moments and the successes, you have to have experienced the failures because yep. 
the successes then feel so much more and yeah. you know you're more grateful for them but i don't know if he's just a little bit young yet to kind of yeah. understand that concept but it's true you know yeah, if we were yeah, if we yeah, were always yeah. happy and always mm-hmm. successful and didn't ever face any challenges we would just take it all for granted and yeah. ultimately probably would stop being as successful and yeah the, the balance the balance is really difficult i mean with my own kids there's the the want to say dial back my own skills and abilities to you know balance things up and mm-hmm. give them a chance to win at things which is okay sometimes but then there's other times where you want to show them that yeah there's sk- what their actual skill level is yeah yeah and uh you know my son had the same same issues with he would uh he would sometimes go go crazy if i beat him at something yeah like well no you gotta learn that yeah that, that you gotta learn to learn from what's happening yeah. yeah and yeah no we i mean we have that a lot and there's um one of one of our lovely grannies that we have she, <laughs> she just she's so lovely but she lets both of the children mm-hmm. win at everything the whole yep. time but obviously that mm. backfires because <laughs> because well they're gonna learn that granny's not very good <laughs> well they just think that you know they just think that they're great and they mm-hmm. are great but you know i I find it, I, I'm really bad. I'm maybe a bad mum because like, say we're playing cards. I want to win. Well, no, that's I okay. don't care that I'm playing with an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old. If I can win, I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm only joking. Well, who, but it's, who it's who like are they going to learn from? Though? Who are they going to yeah. learn from? If but it's that balance. It is that, it is that balance though. And yeah, yeah, of course, I've let my children win at, the, you know, I've allowed yeah. them to win to experience yeah. that. But equally, I don't always let them win because it's they okay. need to know. That's okay. I let my partner win at something yesterday not just my kids i let my partner win does she know you let her win i don't know what was it it's a driving game <laughs> it's a driving game on the xbox and uh i let i let her car overtake my car on the last corner so that uh, and she doesn't know that you let her i don't actually know but she's happy i haven't gone into that conversation because then it t- it tells that I let it happen. Yeah. So I just kind of. But she didn't, because I. She was very happy though. Oh, that's fine. She was really, she was really ecstatic about. I feel like we're like whispering now, so she can't hear us. (laughs) (laughs) Let's edit this bit out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll just tell her not to listen to this part. Claire was really boring. Don't listen. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Talking nonsense. So she doesn't listen to what I do. She's got her her own things going on. So that's that's cool. But. it's little things we do, right? We we do these little things just to, I don't know, make life more fun or to help other people out or to make people feel yeah. good. And it's, I think it's perfectly okay. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Um, I want to be really respectful of your time, but I'm still going to throw in okay. very no, that's one, okay. one or two very little questions. Um, time travel is possible. Where would you go and why? Ooh. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't go to the future. Because I think that'd be too scary. Well, it would mess everything up, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't even mess anything up. But I don't want to. I'm. I don't like to really think mm. too far ahead because I'm not sure if well, the world's going in a direction that I necessarily think it should be. If you go into the future mm-hmm. and then you know what's going to happen, can you come back? Yeah, that's true. So I mean, it mess things up. I'd probably. This is going to sound really morbid. I'd probably go back to like wartime. 
Right. Like Second World War time. Mm-hmm. Partly because it fascinates me, and I don't Excellent. mean in, a, in an awful way. I think it's really important. Like my, uh, my children are learning about that at school right now. And I'm so glad that they are because I think that I think I don't want them to be too cushioned from the from, you know, past atrocities and things like that. They need to understand that the reason that we have the life today is because of the sacrifices that were made. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I I just think it was a really interesting time. And and I'm talking generally about, you know, the 30s, 40s. I'm not talking just specifically that that wartime. I'd probably just go back just to see what it was like and and understand the rationing and the, you know, I I don't really want to be thrown into a battlefield, if I'm honest. But just the home front and all that kind of thing and and the real sort of movement of women having to take on the roles because the men were off fighting. And because I think that was sort of a huge, you know, it was a huge shift of of for where we are today as well you know i'm not just talking the battlefield stuff the actual home front and and what happened and how that has affected everything that we do today so as i say i'm not saying that in any morbid way i think probably i also think you know again taking the war part out it probably maybe wasn't but it sounds quite a glamorous time you know Mm. women dressed up and were women and men were men and had handkerchiefs Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm probably a bit of an old romantic but actually you know i'm all for equality actually am i for equality yes i am but i don't think we've got it Mm -hmm. i really don't i really don't think that we've got equality and i'm talking men and women equality i really don't think we do um we're getting there but you know this um, i can only talk about my own little family it was still me that got the phone call from the school to go and pick tom up when he was poorly it was still me that Mm -hmm. took the time off work inverted commas that's partly because i'm able to and my husband's not he's a joiner he can't very well cart tom around with him um i'm totally digressing from the question i know that but no i'd probably go back to that time just to experience it firsthand and and really understand what it was actually Mm. like well that's a great answer to to the question and just on the point of equality i think it's interesting the question do we really want things to be all equal and the example i would give is something simple say like a football match Mm -hmm. right do you want everybody to follow the same set of rules you want everything to be fair but you don't want everybody on the park to have exactly the same skills or exactly the same skill level Uh, yeah because at that point the game loses its interest for people. Yeah. So up to a certain point, we do want everyone to have a fair chance at something. But beyond that, we still want people to be individuals. We still want people to have personalities. We still want people to pursue what it is that that they love. Like, I I don't want my kids to pursue what I love. I want them to pursue what they love. Sure. And so... So it is a tricky question for a lot of people. It is a tricky question. And I mean, I'm going, you know, when I say equality, you know, clearly I'm glad that women have the vote. Obviously, Mm -hmm. that is a good thing. But I also, I'd love a gentleman to hold a door open for me Mm -hmm. and give up his seat for me. (laughs) And I know I would. And I know that Mm -hmm. sounds really cheesy. You know, I remember being pregnant and being on a bus and really needing to sit down. 
and nobody stood oh, up. That's terrible. And that to me is just bad society. It's, it's not just it's, equality. Yeah. But you know, I you know, I'm teaching my boys actually now, you know, if we're on public transport or whatever, you know, if an older person comes mm. along, you give up your seat. That's mm. the right thing to do. Um, yeah. you know, male or female. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, I am, I mean, maybe a bit of an old romantic, but yeah, I want the door held open for me and, you know. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> and ladies first and all that. I'm sorry, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm do you, probably like... going to get shot down in flames. No, no not at all. <laughs> you know, equality in our house mm-hmm. is me not getting to pick any type of film and just watching mm. what the rest of the boys in... You know, I was talking oh, to your yeah, daughter. Yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah that's what absolutely. we were talking about. And, yeah. you know, I was, so we were talking about um, Frozen, weren't we, um, mm-hmm. with your daughter, or I was. And I was explaining to her that I don't really get to watch these films because mm. my boys don't want to. And that's not that. through any, you know. No, but I feel terrible about that. When I, when I heard you talking about that, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Did oh you my feel God, really I, sad? I felt, I actually felt gratitude for having a son when you were talking about that because I suddenly thought, oh my God, if I only had daughters that there maybe wouldn't be Spider-Man. Yeah, so, so yeah, see, I've got obviously these two wonderful boys, but there is no Belle from Beauty and the Beast or Jasmine mm. from Aladdin oh, or any of these wonderful just, things yeah. because they don't want to watch them. Oh my God. I have to watch Marvel films, which I hate. I cannot stand them. I, 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 I understand exactly what you're talking about there. It's very much machoism, explosions, and yeah. people strutting around. Yeah, uh, it uh, just gets a bit tiresome. And yeah. sometimes I want to watch a princess <laughs> flouncing around <laughs> in a nice yellow dress. <laughs> oh, to, dear. You'll have to have princess day. Yeah, I do have... I'm very lucky. I've got a niece and my best friend as well she's got two girls so mm-hmm. you know i can always steal them and take them to the cinema uh, or have my girly days with them so that's fine and again mm-hmm. you know just any gender people out there that mm-hmm. are concerned you know i am aware that mm-hmm. you know boys can watch these films but mine just don't want to <laughs> oh yeah 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 it's uh, you know it's interesting how things turn out when you just leave things be they yeah. kind of turn out the way that um they would have always turned out. Yeah. Do you know what? A really interesting thing. So my friend, Claire, she has two girls. Mm-hmm. And then she went on to have her third child, who is a boy mm-hmm. called Ewan. And I seem to remember her saying, because they had so many toys, that she wasn't going to buy him any new toys because mm-hmm. there was a house for to- toys, albeit mm-hmm. pink, you know, yeah. pink stuff. You can imagine you've yeah. got a wee girl, you know, yeah. whether we try not to girl stuff tends to be we, sparkly we, we, and we, pink, we, we pink or it. purple we or whatever naturally who we are. so she just didn't buy him new stuff particularly when he was lit you know yeah. teeny tiny and she said what was really interesting was that he picked all of the toys that had wheels or whistles or noise so they were still uh-huh. girly mm. but he didn't pick the dolls he mm. didn't pick the push chair or mm. the you know, the kitchen, mm-hmm. all these, you know, stereotypical yeah. things that are associated with being female. Yeah. He picked the things that are yeah. associated with being male, you know, so the noisy things, the things that had buttons on it and yeah. twiddly bits and wheels and things like that. Yeah. And she just found, you know, she thought this was fascinating that he had been given literally a house full of girls' toys, wow. but he still, for whatever reason, picked the stuff mm. that 
you would stereotypically attribute to a male. Yeah. It was just, you know, it's just, it was just an observation. That's all. Well, biology is interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, um, it's, it's a great observation to make because uh, when you're watching kids, you learn a lot about the world. Absolutely. And the way the world works. And uh, I think my greatest learning experience in my life has been spending time with my kids and having them teach me about things that I thought I knew, but really I didn't. Yeah. And uh, so true about life. What do you think should be written on your gravestone? (laughs) Um, Nothing too serious. Right. Although, actually, there's something to be said. We actually... We like walking around graveyards. Tom, not so much. Mm-hmm. But I actually love reading the information mm. on headstones. Yeah. And I love reading, you know, oh, pick, oh, pick my grandmother's name, you know, Catherine Watson, yep. devoted wife, mm. mother of four, you know, wh- yeah. whatever the details are. Yeah. Um, I actually like that because mm. I don't think, you know, what? who was it? Um, Spike Milligan. They never told me I was ill or something like that. I'm sure. <laughs> I think that that's what Spike Milligan's got on his gravestone. Uh-huh. And that's funny too, because that encompasses actually who he was. Yeah. You know, he's a, a comic and all that kind of thing. But I think there's something to be said. Fun, you know, do I want Claire Doughty? She was really good at marketing on my headstone. No, yeah. not really. No. I think I actually just want the fundamentals that we all, yeah. well, not that we all have, but yeah. the traditional stuff. Because... Yeah. I don't know. As I say, we like looking around the gravestones and mm. learning about who these people were and yeah. finding our family and think, you know, things like that. And what I noticed actually, I was up at the graveyard a few months ago um, uh, at Clooney Hill, and they, mm-hmm. u- they, uh, you know, talking about me putting marketing, they did actually used to put people's jobs on. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it would have all the stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Claire Doughty, da 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 And then at the bottom, it would, you know, it would have said, <laughs> I don't know, marketing or publicity <laughs> person. But no, they did used to put that on. But no, I don't, I, I mean, it sounds a bit dull. I don't, I don't need anything crazy on my headstone, just who I was, my boys, yeah. my husband. Because actually, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what matters. What about you? What will you have on your gravestone? Wow. Um, I won't be able to afford a gravestone. <laughs> I would, I would, um, I would probably have something offensive because I'd probably get a reaction. Because the, the worst thing for me would be people, people just like walking past and and um, like they'd be like, oh, whatever, you know. I'd, I'd have something that, that drew out. their eye. Yeah, yeah. It would probably be like a fuck this or something, right? <laughs> like that's. Adam could have that on his gravestone from his I, shark I, days. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I would probably probably have something offensive because because I'd be gone and like that would be it and I couldn't really offend anybody anymore and I wouldn't be worried about it because I'd be dead and that would, <laughs> that would be that and it would just that, so that's that's what that's me so you know that's that's what I'd just try to get a reaction out of people I think in some way. Um, uh, maybe um maybe not have any dates just to be weird, so that people didn't know. Yeah, they would just be like, just I don't know, just something al- alternative like that. And th- saying that, 
actually actually because i asked the question to people i actually did think about how i would answer it myself yeah. before and apart from uh, being offensive and trying to get, yeah. get, a, get a reaction one of my thoughts was um i probably just have my ashes scattered somewhere because oh. i'd hate to take up space yeah so um and i think uh that's something that a lot of people choose nowadays as as well but on the other side do i want to be remembered do i want to be remembered and forgot i I don't know don't but the thing is i think being unless you do something completely outstanding and i'm not saying that you won't because we all do a little bit of something outstanding yeah but but actually within two three generations Mm -hmm. You are going to be forgotten, yeah, absolutely. Unless you know you're you are the um, Einstein of the world. Or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, naturally. You are. Natural. You know that's the natural progression of things. You know, I know a lot about my grandparents because I was mm-hmm. lucky enough to meet them. Mm-hmm. I know a bit more about my great grandparents because I was lucky enough to meet those ones. Mm-hmm. I know a teeny tiny bit about their parents yep. because I did do a little bit of research into them. That's as far back as I can go. You know, I know mm-hmm. snippets of information. Yep. And does it matter? I I like to know a bit because I think it's important to know where you've come mm-hmm. from as a family and as yep. your you know your heritage. But does it matter to those people? Probably not because they're dead. It depends mm-hmm. on your beliefs. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what happens to us when we die. Well, um I had a lovely sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, I had no, please, Do you know what? We were talking about this recently um and my friend was having to explain to her very young child that somebody had died. Mm-hmm. And he said, but where, where has she gone? Mm-hmm. And they did the practical stuff. Well, there'll yeah. be a funeral and there'll be a this and a that. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, but where is she? And this kid had very, mm. very cleverly yeah. distinguished yeah. between body and spirit. Yeah. yeah, they're not a religious family or anything mm-hmm. like that. And she said... To this little boy, a little girl, I can't remember, little boy, little girl. Do you remember before you were born? And he said, no. And she said, but yet you're still here. And it still did happen before you were born. You know, you were in my womb, da da da, da mm-hmm. but you don't remember it. Yeah. And he went, right, okay. And she went, that's how I like to think about what happens when we die, that, mm. you know, it's still something positive. It's still something, we're, we're still somewhere but we don't know and we don't remember it. Does that make sense? Well, it, I'm maybe not retelling it very well, but I liked her, that sort of yeah. circular and that yeah. synergy. And because I don't, you know, I don't yeah. remember being born, but I was clearly. <laughs> and I quite liked how she sort of gently explained that to him and just said, you know, it's, it's okay that, yeah. you know, they're safe. They're, you know, they're wherever they're meant to be. I think in essence is what she was kind of saying. Yeah, it's the unknown. Yeah. Like we're not, quite sure where we were if we were anywhere before mm-hmm. and we're not quite sure where we're going to be if there is anywhere beyond yeah i don't so, know but it's a nice way to explain it yeah it is and i i mean we're we're quite good in our family at talking about such mm-hmm. things because i think it's really important you know our biggest <laughs> our biggest grief so far as our little family was losing our wonderful dog molly mm-hmm. and if any, you know, I know you can't have animals and things like that, 
But actually, do you know what? It taught them that was their first experience of grief. And I'm glad mm-hmm. they've had that experience. Yep. You know, we were all very distraught. Yep. Well, my husband wasn't. He doesn't really like the dog. But, <laughs> but you know, I was extremely distraught. Yeah. And the boys were distraught to a degree. And we still talk about Molly now. And we still talk about how we buried her. And we had a funeral for the dog. You know, and all those yep. things. And actually, yep. I'm grateful for that experience to set them up for when we lose a, a grandparent yep. or a great-grandparent. You know, or whoever. Anybody. Um, and so that's... I don't even know why I started talking about that. But I, I'm grateful for that experience. And I'm, I'm glad that they've experienced that so far. So they understand how how they might feel. Yeah, oh, this we, is getting a bit morbid, we, isn't we it? Can... Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't think not. it needs to be morbid, though. No, that's I, my point. I'm, I'm, is I'm that... guilty of that. I'm guilty of introducing that topic. No, it's thing. fine, though. But actually, do you know what? That That's the whole point, though, is that I don't want death for my children to be morbid. Yeah. I don't want them to be frightened of yeah. either dying or yeah. people around them dying. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really important that we talk about the subject mm-hmm. and we talk about what we want and don't want when we pass away, that we talk mm-hmm. about what should be passed on to people, if anything. You know, I, yeah. I do think that's really important. Um, and we are quite open as a family. You know, <laughs> we sit around every day talking about it. Yeah. But at opportune moments, if it comes up... Mm-hmm. You know, it is discussed and, you know, it does, it does come up and. Mm -hmm. It it does happen. And it's something that does put the important elements into perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think any moment where you experience some kind of trauma, any kind Mm -hmm. of trauma, whether it's, you know, I can't even think, I don't want to start listing traumas. Any (laughs) time, like an episode of Casualty or something. Getting up in the morning. No, but I think (laughs) it's really important that any type of trauma, Mm -hmm. you use it as a measure for what is important. Yeah. And take stock, stop. Stop and take stock. And actually, you know, I've got things swimming around in my head at the minute. You know, it's my boy's birthday tomorrow and all of these things. And I've not made him a cake. I won't make him a cake because I'm terrible at baking. I'll buy Mm -hmm. him a cake. And does that make me a terrible mother? Do you know what? doesn't actually really matter given Mm -hmm. other things that are going on Mm -hmm. personally and in the world right now. It's fine. It's fine. Stop and take stock and cherish the really important things in your life. Oh, absolutely. Um, We're here today. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. absolutely you just don't know you don't know what's around the corner absolutely so um yeah just uh, and that's why you know that's that's why people should i think make an effort to be positive in in that area and positive online because you you just we just don't see everything that's going on we don't know everything that's going going on so making that extra effort to reach out to somebody in a positive way you never know where it's going to end and it's always worth the effort yeah definitely for sure and talking about reaching out if people are interested in getting in touch with your organization to maybe get some publicity for their business or maybe to learn a bit more about what you do or what they need yeah where do they find you uh, so I've got a Facebook page, which is at CD Publicity. Mm-hmm. And the best way is to pick up the phone and give me a buzz. All my details are on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's the way people can get in touch with me. Mm-hmm. Super. Thank you very much for coming in here today. Thank you very much for sharing all your experiences and all your stories. It's been absolutely fantastic. I want to wish you 
great success in the future and all the best for everything thank you thank you for having me you're very welcome Made in Mari is a product of the Academy of Language Therapy and Life Coaching. Book a free online personal or professional development consultation today. What are you waiting for?